Well, hello there. Live a worthy life and shalom. Number 220823, A Year with the Church Fathers. Feed the poor and you feed Christ. St. Ephraim the Syrian tells us that the poor are Christ visiting us in disguise. When the poor bless us for our kindness, Christ himself is blessing us. Love poverty, desire neediness. If you have both for your portion, you have an inheritance on high. Do not despise the voice of the poor man, and do not give him reason to curse you. For if the man whose palate is bitter curses you, the Lord will hear his petitions. If his clothes are filthy, wash them in water, which costs you nothing. Has a poor man entered your house? God has entered your house. God dwells in your home. The man whom you have thus delivered from his troubles would deliver you from your troubles. Have you washed the feet of the stranger? You have washed away your sins. Have you prepared a table before him? Look, God is eating there, and Christ is drinking, and the Holy Spirit resting. Is the poor man satisfied at your table and refreshed? You have satisfied Christ your Lord. He is ready to reward you. In the presence of angels and men, he will proclaim that you fed his hunger. He will give thanks to you that you gave him drink and quenched his thirst. St. Ephraim the Syrian, homily on admonition and repentance, 12. In God's presence, consider... When I walk past a homeless beggar, do I avert my eyes and walk faster? Will my behavior change when I remember that I'm walking past Christ with his hand outstretched? Closing prayer. Lord, you provide enough for all your people. Give me a love that shows itself in deeds for all my brothers and sisters, so that I will do all I can to help the poor and hungry through the year with Thomas Merton. St. Bernard's Day. The really hot weather stopped all of a sudden the evening before St. Bernard's Day, but prickly heat tends to be especially sharp when you are cooling off. On St. Bernard's Day, I sat up on the hill behind Nally's not wanting to walk far into the woods, because the more time you spend walking, the less time you have for really deep prayer. So I looked at the great big sweep of country and that far line of hills that is steeped in spiritual associations for me, and at the abbey and the church sitting in the carpet of the fields like a reliquary, and which contain all that is more precious in the world, the body of Christ and his divinity, the living God, the sign of Jonas. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 19, verses 23 through 30. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, 
For man, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or children, or lands for the sake of my name, will receive a hundred times more, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day, Queen of Heaven. No matter how much the world talks about democracy, there is that in the human heart which loves the idea of royalty. We experience this as we reach out toward the lovely memorial of the queenship of Our Lady, set so beautifully by the Holy Church on the octave day of her assumption into heaven. It is as though our great teacher, Holy Mother Church, is saying, Yes, we have had this great solemnity. She has been assumed into heaven, whose queen she is, but she is still queen on earth. Now let us celebrate her queenship, still perduring, always to perdure upon the earth. The queen, in heavenly crowned by her son, the queen of the angels, is still the one who walked the homely paths of earth, the queen of our lives, the queen who understands all our needs, all our sufferings, all our labors, all our frustrations. Who has ever exercised great expansiveness of spirit? One called to be the mother of God needs to break through the barriers of thought, of human consideration. This is much too big for any human being to absorb, to understand. How can a woman, a human creature, be the mother of the Divine Son? She had to allow her mind to be expanded by God. Allowing God to expand her spirit and love, she could reply with all tenderness, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. After having allowed God to expand her spirit, she did not say, Behold, here I am, willing to be mother of God. Rather, she said, Behold, here I am, the handmaid, the one who is least and last, the one waiting on the next turn of the hand of God, the next wave of his divine hand, so to speak. He was to wave her down many avenues in her long and suffering life. We see in her the tender response of an expanded spirit flowing out of humility, whereas the proud mind is always constricted and the proud heart is always harsh. Our little spirits can become so closed in. We see what is before us and it can seem impossible. Sometimes it can seem onerous or far too demanding. Yet love leads us to open ourselves to God's divine action, to the expansion of spirit that he alone can accomplish within us. Golden Nugget's instruction book. Golden Nugget number one. 
inspired by Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. Kindness gives birth to kindness. A kind man benefits himself, but a cruel man brings trouble on himself. Golden Nugget number 2, inspired by Romans chapter 12, verses 17. Honesty is the first chapter of the book of wisdom. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10. Some minds are like finished concrete, thoroughly mixed and permanently set. Only by pride cometh contention, but with a well-advised is wisdom. Chesterson day by day. There was, until lately, a law forbidding a man to marry his deceased wife's sister. Yet the thing happened constantly. There was no law forbidding a man to marry his deceased wife's scullery maid. Yet it did not happen nearly so often. It did not happen because the marriage market is managed in the spirit and by the authority of women. What's wrong with the world? Reflection. When a man once truly repents, he needs to avoid thinking about the sins he committed so that he will not sin again. St. Anthony counsels, Be careful that your mind be not defiled with the remembrance of former sins, that the remembrance of these sins not be renewed in you. He also says, do not establish your previously committed sins in your soul by thinking about them, so that they not be repeated in you. Be assured that they were forgiven you from the time that you gave yourself to God and to repentance. In that, doubt not doubt, and do not doubt. It is said of St. Ammon that he attained such perfection that in his abundance of godliness he no longer recognized that evil even existed. When they asked him, What is that narrow and difficult path? He replied, It is the restraining of one's thoughts in the severing of one's desires in order to fulfill the will of God. Whoever restrains sinful thoughts does not think of his own sin, or the sins of others, or of anything corruptible or earthly. The mind of such a man is continually in heaven, where there is no evil. Thus, sin gradually ceases to be in him, not even in his thoughts. Bible quotes that you should know before it's too late. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts him. I was helped, my heart rejoiced, and I thank him with song.